Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the packs where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 39 of Atariwa, Glittering Tears, Pouring Sweat, A Chaotic Wedding. Also known as Patching It Up? I mean... This is strange. There's nothing to be patched up here other than a quilt. It's not like... Her relationship is in shambles or something. No, it, that's a weird one. Like, I get the quilt reference in that name, but, like, this, it's not like people repairing a relationship. She's getting married. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they changed something for the dub. That's possible. We have not watched an episode of the dub, so it's hard to say what's happening in English. Yeah. Like, there's a little, like kind of tension because we learned that he's transferring like he's gonna be working overseas so he'll be like apart from her because she's not going overseas but like i don't think it's really like something that gets patched up Mm -hmm. but yes i was trying to think if there was a pun that they could do with quilt and quit but i don't think it would read very well in any form Quilting it up. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I can't think of anything good. But let's get into the episode. So we start okay. this episode with Nagata being late to class. She, like, just barely gets in the door before uh, things actually begin. Mm-hmm. And today, the teacher, uh, Miss... They said this name all throughout the episode, and I have it written down. I'm just not sure how to pronounce it, even though I've... I don't have it written down. I will share it with you. Yoshimi. Yoshimi, yes. So the teacher, uh, Miss Yoshimi, is letting it go today. Like, she's like, it's fine. And Mina, uh, from behind Nagsa, is like, hey, you know, a teacher's being really nice. That's kind of weird. And it is announced that she is getting married. Yay. Aww. Aww. We immediately cut back because... And then the opening plays, and we cut to the mansion, and mm-hmm. I, I guess they decided they really want to, like, make these new bad guys seem a bit more, I don't know, human or something? Because the cause we had that, it was last episode? No, episode before last, where there was, like, a bunch of them brushing their teeth in this episode, they're now playing a game of chess. Chess feels less like a human thing and more like a megalomaniacal supervillain thing. Yeah, yeah. They do play, uh, they do, the two of them do talk like, uh, the, uh, evil doctor dude is like, if you make a wrong move, it could be life-threatening. And the other one's like, but you have to get what you want. And then the guy puts him in checkmate. So this is a very intense game of chess. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the entire time, the sad lady's like, this baby is mysterious. Yes. I'm not very good at chess, so... Neither am I. Usually what happens is I either lose chess or I play with someone long enough 
And now we end up in stalemate. <laughs> I've only just now started remembering what all the pieces are and do. Yeah, I feel like I can't think of a time I won chess, but I don't really play chess that often. Mm-hmm. So, it's not a game I'm fond of, because you have to put like a lot of strategy into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, checkers. Sorry, for a second there, I thought you called them chuckers. <laughs> Which is very funny to me. Uh, that's what I call them when I lose and I start checking the pieces across the board. Uh, yes. Chuck E. Cheese branded checker set. Uh, yes, the sad lady is like, this prince, this little guy is mysterious. And why is there no prince in checker? Not checkers. Fuck. <laughs> Why is there no prince in chess? It's a good question. I mean, it's not actually a good question because, like, what would that add? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel like all the pieces in chess are fine. Mm-hmm. Like they all feel necessary. We cut to a tiny scene. Is a very short scene of uh, Poland jumping around on the bed, and then he like lands on the floor and turns. Into his phone form, and I'm not sure, really sure why the scene is here, but it is. Uh-huh. Uh, just to remember, oh, I mean, I guess you could say because they were talking. Technically, the sad lady was talking about Poland. So, like, here's the baby. Uh, just before that, it showed wisdom, and like, I was like, is wisdom going to talk to him for a second? But no, nothing happened. Yeah, I also thought that uh, maybe Wisdom was contacting Poland, but we don't see anything <laughs> further from this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we cut back to the uh, school. We cut to lunch at school. Yes. Uh, we finally get our flashback of the episode, where Nagisa feels mm-hmm. like the bad guys are getting closer to the truth, which could be true. Eh, it could be. I'm not convinced. Uh, we also see, because they're eating, uh, Nagisa and Olika are eating lunch with Shio and Rina, and they talk about how the wedding is next Saturday, and one of them says, well, that's really sudden, isn't it? And I was like, is it sudden? How long has she been dating this man? no, the real thing there is how long have they been engaged? Yeah. Um, because I looked up recently- you know, just like a checklist for like, what would you would do between the the engagement and the wedding? And most places were like, you want to start planning a year before the wedding takes place. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. There's a lot going on for weddings. And mm-hmm. like, when we see this wedding, it's like, it's definitely not a small wedding. There's like, the cake they have is very big. It's a fake cake. Oh, is that one of the fake cakes? Well, I assumed so, because Honiko went through all the effort of explaining how the fake cake work. You know, I just thought it was a real cake. But that makes sense. I mean, it could be a real cake. Who could say? See, I don't feel like I would want a big cake at a wedding. Like my wedding. Just, well... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Your wedding? Yes, at a hypothetical future wedding, uh, 
Okay. So you're not even you're not even gonna backpedal in the way I thought you would. Okay. I see how it is. Yes, at our future wedding. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I I'm just giving you go. I know you are. <laughs> I just feel like, oh I guess it depends on how many people are there and like how much cake yeah. you would take home with you. Mm-hmm. My thing is I don't really like frosting anymore. But like not not like a lot of frosting, so there's like a lighter for if it was like a lighter frosting. Yeah. Just like a very like a light whip with not a whole lot of sugar in it. Yeah. Cuz like when I eat cupcakes sometimes with like a lot of frosting on top, I would mm. just take the frosting off and then just eat the cupcake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really just depends on how rich the frosting is. Yeah. Which is weird because I have a like a big sweet tooth, but I don't know, so there's something about frosting now that when I eat it, then I just can't eat it as much as I used to. This is getting off topic. No, it's mostly on topic still. <laughs> what kind of cake would you want? Okay, well, what kind of cakes do you like? Honestly, I like a lot of cakes. I'm not that picky. I think, like, chocolate cake is definitely, like, my favorite. And, like, richer cakes, like, double food cake. Mmm, interesting, interesting. Everyone listening to this podcast can now hear us making future wedding plans. Uh-huh. They're gonna show up to our wedding and be like, "Hey, remember when you talked about it on your podcast how you want a devil soul cake for your cake?" And I'll be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I've never. I like the idea of it. I just only I've ever seen like I know they exist too. I know chocolate wedding cakes exist. I have never seen one. Really? I guess. I mean, I've only been to like two weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember much about the cakes. From either wedding. I'm pretty sure they were vanilla, both of them, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> hmm. Have you been to a lot of weddings? I've been to like three, only two of which I remember. I just don't know a lot of people who get married. Neither do I. All the married people I know were already married when I knew them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. <laughs> well, I will be invited to a wedding in the future. Because my boyfriend is getting married. So I will be invited to his wedding. Because I've asked if I'm invited to his wedding. Because mm. you never, get, you can never be sure, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, that could, I could understand why that could also be weird in, like, a certain way. Depending on how informed everybody else there is. Yeah! You know, someone asks you, like, oh, how do you know the groom? <laughs> Uh, well, you see, uh, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's something I haven't like really thought too much about, like what I would say. I guess it depends on the people. If like some people know and some people don't. But I get along well with the uh, future spouse, too, so. I was going to make a joke, but I need to like look up a term to make sure I'd be using it correctly. Hold on. Let me do research for this joke for our silly podcast. <laughs> of course, I will wait. I mean, I'm not the only other person he's dating. So there's going to be like a small group of people that are all dating the groom. So if any if anyone asks how you know the groom, you can just say biblically. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love you.
<laughs> I love you too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, when did we leave off? Uh, we were talking about how she was getting wedded so soon. <laughs> yes, we're not even that far into this episode. <laughs> no, we're on like my fourth note. <laughs> Uh, uh, my my waveforms all over the place tonight too. <laughs> they were so quiet earlier, but now they are like dead normal. Uh, it's the chaoticness of uh, talking about weddings. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can't promise, listeners, that all of you will be invited to our wedding. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say there's a good chance, no, no. <laughs> but you will know when we get married because. We'll probably be taking time off of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hell, you'll you'll probably know when we get engaged because I'll be insufferable <laughs> about it. Huh. That's what we're gonna do on our honeymoon. We're gonna record our podcast. <laughs> that sounds like us. <laughs> okay, we gotta talk about the episode and not our future wedding. Uh-huh, yeah, you haven't even <laughs> topped the question. I- so to speak. I know. I know. I'm not putting pressure on you. I'm making jokes. I know. I know. I remember us talking about it. You said whatever I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this wedding. This wedding that's happening in this episode. Uh, All the kids think that she's going to quit. Yes. Uh, because the man she's marrying is transferring overseas. And they're like, oh, well, she's definitely going to go with her husband. Right? Because that seems like a logical thing to think. Like, I feel like it'd be really difficult to talk about us again for real quick, quite quick. And that's for two people out there listening to this podcast that, uh, dumb reference. When we get married, I feel like it. I wouldn't want us to live, like, apart because we're already long distance. I don't want to be long distance again when we're married. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can understand them thinking, oh, like, oh, yeah, she'd want to move with her husband instead of being, like, Away from him while he's working somewhere overseas and she's still teaching in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nagisa was like, listen, I'll just go ask her about it. So she and Honoka go into the office and ask her and she's like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not planning on quitting. You know, I love my job. I love being a teacher. And my husband, my future husband understands that I want to stay here in Japan to keep teaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Honoka's like, but won't you be lonely? Yeah. The vin- the vice principal and the principal show up to congratulate her. Uh, the vice principal has a really awful line about how everything was the best leading up to the day he got married. Oh, yeah. The vice principal definitely refers to a significant other solely by the phrase the old ball and chain. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I don't like the vice principal. He's a very hateable person. Yeah. So the two go back, and they tell the class, they're like, in the fun of the classroom, they're like, she's not going to be leaving. And they decide to make her a gift, or they decide to give her a gift. But at first they're like, oh, we don't know what kind of wedding gift to give her. Could you imagine uh, getting a wedding gift from your students? That'd be cool. I feel like that's not abnormal. I've never had a teacher get married. Like, most of the teachers I knew were either single or already married. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, especially if it's a teacher that you're, like, with for multiple years, which it sounds like is the case with, like, a homeroom teacher in this situation. Yeah, I mean, 
I had the same hormone teacher my last two years of high school, or did it change every year? I honestly don't remember for my situation. I feel like I had the same hormone teacher twice, but I couldn't, I don't remember what years of high school it was, because it definitely changed, like, in elementary school, and then high school, not high school, middle school, and, like, high school, too, but I feel like I had at least twice in a row it was the same, but yeah, it seems like that's the case here. I think it's because it's one of those things where, like, instead of, like, classes changing, uh, they, the teacher, they just, like, the teachers just come into the same classroom, like, the teachers change. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, so, nice, I was like, well, what if we handmade her a gift? And they're like, and they're still all like, but what, what can we all make together? We don't get an answer quite yet. Because we cut to Nagisa and Honoka talking to the fairies about what a wedding is. Nagisa starts talking about how, like, there's a big cake and tons of food, uh, which is very Nagisa. Mm-hmm. But Honoka's like, actually, a wedding ceremony is when a man and a woman who love each other comes to be together forever. It's when two pretty cures hold hands mm-hmm. and promise to fight evil together for the rest of their lives. The fairies are very excited by this. They're like, oh, forever love? That's just like us. Which is true, I guess. I feel like... Yeah. A Poland, if you told me... Not Poland. If you told me Meeple and Ripple are already married, I'd be like, I believe it. If they knew what marriage was, they they would have been. Yeah. They go back to the Field of Light and they're like, we're married now. They have to put a little... They have to put a big old ring on their flippers. <laughs> oh, they could do what uh, Gatamun does and have a tail on their... Not have a tail. Fuck. <laughs> have a ring on their tail. I don't know how it fit over, like, the end points of their tail, though. Yeah, I don't know how flexible those are. We never find out. But it would be a good look. Honoka uh, cuts in to say that it it's kind of sad that uh, she's going to be living apart from her husband. And that she kind of looked concerned when uh, they were leaving. Like, she was trying to smile, but, like, she definitely wasn't, like, the, the happiest about it. Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. And now he starts talking about how, like, oh, yeah, Honoka, your parents all work overseas. So it must, you must get lonely, too. And Honoka's like, yeah, you know, I live here with my grandma and I have Chutoro, but I do wish my parents were here. Uh, and then Nagisa spots a cool new pillow that Honoka has. It is a quilted pillow. It's specifically an American quilted pillow. Come from America. Uh, apparently, the way Honoka explains it is that back in the day of the pioneers, cloth is very valuable, so people would stitch tiny pieces of cloth together. And that's your fun fact of the day. Just like Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors. I, I don't know much about Dolly Parton. Well, there's a song, Coat of Many Colors. <laughs> it's about having a bag of rags and her mom making a coat out of them because she didn't have a coat for winter. Oh, Okay, interesting. But, uh, just like that, and just like the American pioneers said, Naksa gets inspired to do this to make a quilt. Mm-hmm. So we see the next day them starting to get to work. We see Mayu, if everyone remembers who she is. Do you remember who she is? 
I was just going to say, you know, for the folks at home who don't remember, why don't you just give <laughs> us a refresher? Uh, this is the girl from way back towards the beginning of the series who uh, cut her hair like Nagisa from the uh, art museum episode. Oh. Yeah, because she's the one drawing the designs. I only remembered that it's her because her hair kind of still looks like Nagisa's. And I remember that the girl from the episode was an art student. I think... It's interesting that they, like, the characters we've met in the past who've had, like, spotlight episodes are still around, even if I feel like most of them don't stand out, like, Shio and Rina stand out because they're nice as, like, friends and we see them all the time, but, like, I think it's nice that we, like, they still bring back older characters, even if people might not remember them specifically. I think the fake pretty here stand out just because they still act like that, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> they're there too. Oh, before we get too far ahead, I do want to say that I think uh, the anyone who's in a long-distance relationship should be gifted a quilt. I think it's a very good thing to give someone who's in a long-distance relationship. I agree. Wait, I have a question. Uh-huh. Do you think other people should give... The people in the long-distance relationship, a quilt, or the people in the long-distance relationship should give each other a quilt. I mean, either. Okay. I just, uh, in an ideal world, the quilt will just be given to you by the ether. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever works. <laughs> I just, I remember having a quilt. They, like, have a good weight to them. They do. And I do need a blanket to wrap myself in sometimes. So, like, it would just be nice to have. I would make you a quilt, Cassidy, if I do anything about sewing. But maybe I could learn. If I had access to a sewing machine without having to buy one, I would consider, one, making one for you, or also making one for myself. (laughs) I know someone who does sew. I think she has a sewing machine. Yeah, hand sewing a quilt would be intense. Yeah. I have to see if she does. What if next year for your birthday? Well, I mean, I guess maybe sooner. I don't know how long it takes to make a quilt. I think it would mostly depend on, like, getting the stuff and then paying them. Assuming they were willing. Yeah. I I, I guess also a big factor there would be the size. That's true, too. Alright. We'll set up a Patreon and then I'll set a Patreon goal. Uh, If we get high enough money, we'll pay people to make us a quilt. A GoFundMe account to get <laughs> Charlie and Cassidy quilts. <laughs> Maybe they'll match. I was going to say, what if one day you just wake up and there's someone mailed a qu- quilt to your house? But I feel like that'd be a little concerning because there are very few people who listen to this podcast who know my address. There are even fewer that know my address. So... <laughs> 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 I would be concerned. I would be very... Uh, <laughs> You're like, how did this get here? Hell, I don't know if anybody who listens to the show knows my address. (laughs) I know yet. Well, depends. If, because like, I don't know how many of our friends listen to our podcast. Like, I just assume that some of them do. Like, people who've been on our podcast. But I don't know, actually, who's out there listening. I mean... Even those people, I think only one of those people that would have learned it that way would have known it. And I don't think Christina listens to this show. No. 
So Lily, what you're saying is the only non-weird uh, person sending you a quote in the mail would be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because no one else... I mean, like, or Christina. Yeah, or Christina. But I don't expect one Christina to hear this or to make and send me a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're friends like that, you know? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so the teacher shows up while they're making a quilt. And, uh-huh. and uh, Nag says, like, oh, we're uh, practicing the samba. And so everyone, like, grabs some cloth and starts, like, dancing around saying samba, samba, and other Spanish words. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's like, okay, just make sure you get out of here before the gates close. <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right. Huh. My students are very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next scene we get is Poland in Nagisa's room, just like bouncing around saying chicken. Chicken. Yeah. And this one, I feel like it gets no payoff. Yeah. I think uh, what I read is that that's the word for pricking. Hmm. So I guess technically it could if you count the fact that Nagisa pricks, keeps pricking her fingers as she sews. Paul is just making a very mean prediction, being like, hey, you're going to keep pricking your fingers. Well, he keeps saying it, like, immediately after she does it. Like, I don't know. It seems... Hmm. Yeah. It feels like Poland just found a word and is like, this is a fun word to say. I'm going to bounce around and say <laughs> it. <laughs> That's true. Poland at- does want to help her with the uh, quilt or the piece of the quilt that she's making because all make, like... All the students are making, like, separate pieces for it. Uh, separate, like, designs for the quilt. Nagisa was like, no, Poland, you can't help me. You're a baby. Do you even have fingers? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> are you even capable of doing the action of sewing? We won't find out because uh, Nagisa's mom shows up. And so Poland and me, Yeah, no. Yes. Meeple hide. I wasn't sure if I was saying the wrong name, but I was saying the right one. Mm-hmm. And her mom sees what she's doing, and she helps her uh, sew. Like, helps her, like, figure out what to do for sewing. And then I says, like, hey, which one of you were the, the one who proposed you were dad? And her mom just not answer. <laughs> her mom just kind of leaves, uh, blushing. She gets all embarrassed and blushy. Yeah. Uh, who do you think proposed? I feel like I can see it being Nagisa's mom. I could see it being Nagisa's dad, because I feel like he would do it in a very over-the-top way. That was also, like, a joke, you know? Now that you're saying it, yeah, I definitely can see that. <laughs> and then Nagisa starts having a dream about her cutting a cake, a this giant wedding cake, and of course she's getting married to a dash boy. That boy yes uh and we can see that she's dreaming about it the next day we cut back to the classroom where everyone's uh finishing up their work on the quilts nagasa has a moment where she sews her skirt into the quilts mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so right after the scene like once uh they have completed it and uh the uh honoka and nagasa are the ones to like go bring the gift to the wedding, like, before the rest of the girls show up, we see that Juna, the evil tall man, Uh is there. He's, like, posing as, like, 
one of the workers, and he does... We should say it is now the day of the wedding. Yes, it is the day of the wedding. Uh, there's a, it's just that sort of weird scene when he's, like, cleaning a glass, and then, like, he pulls, like, a cloth from, like, underneath the glass, like, a bunch of glasses, and then, like, fly from the air and land on a bunch of other glasses, and then he throws the one he's holding, and it lands, like, on top of the pile. He does a cool magic trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, I wasn't just kind of surprised because, like, what's the reason? The reason is so that everybody else that's working there can just, like, look at him in a mixture of awe and terror. <laughs> you know, that's a fair point. I would definitely be looking at him like, how the fuck did he manage to do that? This man is a goddamn wizard. <laughs> he sees the pretty curious as they're running past the window, uh, carrying the quilt to a storage room. Full of decorations. And this is where uh, Honoka talks about fake wedding cakes. Mm-hmm. Like how they have, like, this little section where they would have, like, a real piece of cake. So, like, you can pretend that you're cutting into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, now that we pointed this out, I've never actually seen one of these in real life in, like, any source of media or anything. It's just strange. Uh, yeah. Like, most wedding cakes I've seen have been, like... Just actual cakes? Yeah, like, I get the purpose of this. It's definitely a neat idea. It's just also, I've never seen one before. Yeah. <laughs> if you told me it was real, I'd believe you. Same. Noxa, just think for a second that they're real before learning that they are not, in fact, just a random bunch of cakes in this storage room. But the Meepos have a bad sense. There's something evil around. I can sense a dark presence. And then Junior just bursts through a wall. Mm-hmm. He also, like, poltergeists the cakes to attack them for a second. Yes. A bunch of the decorations start floating up. The pretty curious are very mad that he's here because, hey, why are you trying to ruin this wedding? So they transform. After they transform, Juna kicks over the quilt gift and starts running at them. This begins a fight. He uh, blasts them with some wind and they run off, like, out of the storage room down the hall. So mm-hmm. for them being worried that he's going to ruin this wedding, they do just lead him around the uh, reception hall, where a lot of things get yeah. destroyed. Well, it's like we've seen before. I mean, I'm not sure if it happens this time, but previously we've seen that after they fight a monster, everything goes back to normal. But maybe that's only with Zakena. You know, I think we see uh, at the end of this episode, everything goes back to normal. So I think it's just when the evil people aren't around anymore. Because it would be really mm-hmm. fucked up if everything just stayed broken. Because like he like destroys a lot of stuff in the fights. Uh, so they're, they're worried about the wedding being ruined. And Juno's like, hey, fuck marriage. I don't care. It's not important. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we, we cut to a brief scene of... Uh, Yoshimi being uh, walked down the aisle by her dad. And then we cut back. Uh, Juna has a line where he says the two of them are the key to unlock the puzzle of how the Jakku King possessed the different worlds. Which is interesting. I guess maybe it could be to do with the Prism Stones? Maybe. Uh, he also says that uh, they don't have time to be concerned about something little like this. And they're like, hey, how dare you say this is something little these people who are in love with each other are about to spend the rest of their new lives together. And everyone's hoping and wishing for their happiness. Like, come on, dude. Read the fucking room. 
Uh, also, for a moment, we do see uh, her husband. And the guy looks kind of like Bo Lin from Legend of Korra. Uh, you know, now that you say that, I can definitely see it. I can definitely see this man as Bo Lin. Uh-huh. I can't believe Bo- Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Lin deserves it. You know what? He does deserve it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Juna says that happiness doesn't matter because one day everything and everyone will be consumed by the Zuku Stone. And the Pudicures are like, hey, we're going to show you that everyone will actually find happiness. Fuck you. <laughs> and then they do a marble screw. Yes, because uh, Juno's like, well, can you even do anything without Poland? Like, So this is interesting. The, he says, can you do anything about Poland being here? But we've seen like proof that Poland doesn't have to be around for him to send them the Fitbits. Hmm. I also completely missed this line, I guess, because like I would have, I just thought they were talking about happiness or whatever, and then suddenly they're like, "All right, fine, we're gonna shoot you." Yeah, because he he Juno has a line saying you should uh, that you're not gonna have a future because can you do anything without Poland being here? Well, he doesn't say the word Poland, but like without the little fairy being here, and they're like, "We don't need Poland to kick your ass." <laughs> and the theme song starts playing. Yeah, I guess it's weird that they one that they can. That he understood, like, oh, that prince is the thing that gives them power. Yeah. Even, like, if... Because, like, it doesn't feel like they had put that together yet, even if they said that the baby was weird. It feels like they skipped a step, but also I feel like this would disprove the fact that the baby is powerful, you know? In a way. Yeah. For sure. Because they they just use mobile screw attack. And by the power of them wanting their teacher to have this happy day and to have her wedding... They're able to power mm-hmm. up their Marvel screw attack and blast Juna through a window. Uh, I want you to make a note that Juna, when he uses his wind move, he does it with his chest, which is a weird place. Mm-hmm. He just blasts wind from his chest. He's got excellent pet control, <laughs> just like uh, fucking David Hasselhoff from the SpongeBob movie. Yeah, yeah. I would believe it. He has... He's very muscular in his evil form. Everything returns to normal. We see the new married couple ringing a bell as the two pretty cares meet up with the rest of the class in time for their teacher to come down the steps and they are able to unveil their gift to the teacher and wish her all the happiness. Honoka and Nagisa like run up with the blank... the quilt and like wrap it around the teacher. And her husband. We should say that the quilt has a big heart on it. It does have a big heart on it. What kind of design would you want for your quilt? You want a big heart? I mean, a heart is a pretty good one. I'm fine with just geometric patterns. I think those are good also. I was going to make a joke. Yeah, I'm not picky. I'll grow attached to anything you give me, probably. Aww. This is... Okay. Well, yes, I do mean you specifically. I also mean in the general sense of... <laughs> if someone gives me like a cool blanket, I'll probably become attached to it. That makes sense. Uh, the teacher is very happy about it, but she announces that her husband's transfer was canceled, so they can live together. Mm-hmm. She tosses the bouquet. The vice principal tries to catch it, but the vi- principal like pushes him out of the way. And can you believe who catches the bouquet? It's Nisa. Nice, uh. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, it's Nagisa. I mean, I think it would have been cute if both the cures caught it, but I guess I understand why they have just Nagisa catch it. I always go about to say the same thing. I'm like, I really was hoping that both of them would catch it, but no dice. Mm. Yes. And that's the episode. That is yep. the wedding episode. And, like, only a half of that 55, 50 minutes that would probably end up being podcast. <laughs> only half of that was us talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are interested in us. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean... I'm always interested in hearing about people I listen to, like, lives. But maybe you'd got- Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I feel like this is the most in-depth we've gotten with it, is the thing. Yeah, you know, I think that's th- true, because we really don't get too off-topic. Uh, I mean, we're on-topic, because this is a wedding episode. But, like, we don't get really, like- And we su- we certainly get off-topic. <laughs> I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, name one time we got off topic. Oh, you think we get off topic? Name five of their albums. <laughs> uh, but like we mentioned on the show, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're dating or whatever." Uh, like we're full on like, <laughs> what would you want in a wedding? Like this is like in depth. <laughs> yes, it <you> is. Know? <laughs> And that is true. This is the most in-depth we've gotten on an episode of our podcast. It only took us 39 episodes. Well, more than 39, because we have a bunch of other episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next episode is a sleepover episode. Sleepover, sleepover. Yeah. This, uh, looks like Nagisa and a few of the other girls from the school. Uh, probably just Mina and Shiho, because they are now friends with Honoka, too. By proxy of... Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, uh, being friends with Honoka. They're all sleeping over, and I guess some dream stuff happens, because the title references dreams. And we do get to see, kind of like, we, like, there's a moment where, like, we see that boy, and it's like his head, but he kind of looks like he's dressed like a prince, but we don't- Yeah, he looks like he's wearing the outfit that Nagisa was wearing in the Romeo and Juliet episode. Yeah. So, I'm curious what that's gonna be. Uh, but for now, we are done. You're done with the episode. Why can't Honoka's friend come? Why isn't that other girl with the glasses from the science fair there? Uh, you know, that's that's a good question. Maybe they are there? I mean, the previews only give us so much. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a good point. I think Honoka's friend should also be at sleepover at Honoka's house. Yeah. Let her nerdy science friends also be there. Yeah, I mean, like, she me I don't know how, like, close she is with them but I, know, I feel like the glasses one she's pretty close with yeah so if you want to talk to us on twitter about if you want to go on twitter.com and ask us where you can send us some quilts you can go to <laughs> pre-pod engaged or if you want to talk to me and ask me for my address you can find me at magical underscore pride I don't know if I'll answer you. It really depends on... I mean, I'll probably give you my address. If you're just going to come and kill me, that takes a lot of effort. Please don't. (laughs) Please do not. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can go listen to 
Otherwear at OtherwearPod on Twitter, where I play Phantom the Nomad. It's an mask actual play podcast. And you can eventually hear my voice and other guests on Lovecoy Gaming at Lovecoy Gaming on Twitter. And that's. And awaits oh, far in the future, but next month for October, I'm going to be in two different Halloween specials for uh, Tabletop Roulette, which you can find on Twitter at Tabletop Roulette. I think that's the full Twitter. Mm. If not, I'm sure. I'm sure if you check Tabletop Roulette, you'll probably find it. Okay, and that's it. That's everything I do. If you want to send me a quilt, you can just talk to Charlie and send it to Charlie. <laughs> Uh, but also you can find me on Twitter at Madlobot, and it says M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Uh, I tweet there. Um, I also have other podcasts, such as Kids and Their Dog, which is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which will be having another familiar voice on it in the near future. Ooh. Which can, and that can be found at Kids and Their Dog. I wonder who it could be. I don't know. It could be anyone that I'm deeply in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I also have another podcast that I do called RNGG. It's a randomly generated game design podcast that can be found at RNGGcast on Twitter. You can also find every episode of Apex City that I'm on at Apex City Cast. I was a guest for the Silver Age part of the Hindsight 2020 campaign. So go check that out, and also check out the rest of that podcast, and also future episodes that Charlie will appear on. Yes, because October, I'm not just going to be guesting on Tabletop Roulette, but I will also have, well, there will also be the first episode of the Bronze Age, which has me. Mm-hmm. You should definitely listen to the Silver Age, because I listen to all of it, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask you all about your thoughts on it now, because I didn't know if you'd listened to it yet. I have. Um, okay. And finally, I'm also a guest on Loser Like Me, which is at Loser Like Me Pod, I think. Is that right? I think so? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. I have my eyes closed. <laughs> um, but it's a Glee podcast. It's a podcast about the television show Glee, which I had only I had never watched before, and then I watched one episode to appear on that podcast, and that episode will be about be out eventually. Um, yeah. Have you been podcasting um, with your eyes closed this entire time? No, only since we stopped talking about the episode. That, n- that makes sense. Um, uh, also, you know what? I'm just going to keep plugging stuff here. Alright. You can't stop me. I can't. Uh, I'm also going to plug uh, Notify Your Boot You First, which is um another podcast by one of the hosts of loser like me both charlie and i have guested on it yes and they just they reboot stuff that's n-i-r n-i-i-r-y-f pod those are the letters for not if i reboot you first and it is pronounced (laughs) (laughs) do you want to do the noise nerf that's close enough uh, they just did their 100th episode recently. Yeah. Um, so as a result, you'll hear both of our voices in it. Yes, you will. Ha 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 ha. We are everywhere. I also want to say, I give them a cool shout out because their fifty, like their their second anniversary episode will be up soon, and that's rad. Yeah, when's our second anniversary? It's in February, right? Yeah. Because we started. Re- our second anniversary is in January. Yes. 
January 1st. Uh-huh. It'd be cool to get married on our anniversary, but I feel like a New Year's wedding would be... That would be untenable. Yes. It would also be in, like, the middle of winter, which I, I don't want a wedding in the middle of winter. We could do it on July 1st and have it six months after. Oh, that's a good idea. All right. Uh, we're going to go talk more about wedding stuff, maybe. Who knows? You'll never find out because we're ending the episode here. Uh, <laughs> so. In- yeah, I don't have any more plugs. <laughs> go ahead. So until next time. He needs your help. Hippo. Popo. Let's get this party started. Let's kick it off. <laughs> oh my god, we're back again. <laughs> Why have I forgotten every single lyric to Bash Week's Back? To be fair, I don't really know any of the other lyrics to Bash Week's Back. <laughs> Bash Week's Back, alright! Okay. <laughs> And I can barely hear you at this point. You've become a robot or something. Ah! See, that I heard perfectly fine. (laughs) I think I just have to speak a little louder.